Hi, I'm Melanie. And I'm Malia. And you're listening to the White Dress Optional Podcast by Brilliant Bridal. Life before, during, and after your wedding is full of options, and we are here to help. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the White Dress Optional Podcast. We are wrapping up our series today that we have been in called Where to Begin. And we hope it's been super helpful for those of you who are newly engaged in the middle of wedding planning, haven't done this before. There is a lot to it. So we are wrapping things up today with something that's just really in our wheelhouse. We are talking about where to begin when finding your wedding dress. Now, I know that we have talked about wedding dresses a couple times on the podcast this season because it's in our wheelhouse. (laughs) So we wanted to come at it from a different perspective though today and really talk about where do you begin? Like if you have, if you're the first in your friend group or family that has done this in your generation, like where do you begin? Um, The internets will tell you things and they may or may not be good things. So we just wanted to give you some perspective from where we sit, which is, in wedding dresses all the time uh, on where to begin with this part of your wedding planning journey. So Malia, we have things to say. We do. And let's start off with one of the best places or worst places to get wedding inspiration, which is Pinterest. Um, I think this is where a lot of brides tend to start with um, the Pinterest and I could go both either way and you can tell me what you think. Is it actually helpful or hurtful? I think if I was going to give advice to a bride and you were using Pinterest, I would say, please look for inspiration, not for exact things. So the chances of finding that exact dress and that exact dress happens to be one in your state or two in your budget is going to be pretty rare. So what's the overall feel vibe that you're trying to say with that dress? Um, because I, I think what can happen a lot and what I see a lot of in stores this weekend, looking at dress pictures from brides and you're showing me a $10,000 dress on a really gorgeous model. Who's very, very tall. And, um, and probably photoshopped. Yes, mm-hmm. there and it's it been edited and photoshopped, and um, I um, I am not tall. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not, and so if I tried to try on that dress, who with somebody who was you know five ten and with heels on, it's going to look totally different on my body. So um, just keep those things in mind as you're looking, because those exact dresses probably don't exist, and if they do, um, they're very 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 expensive. But you can find dresses. Um, with the same feel, vibe, um, energy. Does that all make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. I think if I had any beef with Pinterest, it would be with the budget aspect of it. I think it's a great place to start if you, I mean, that's what, what we used to do was like flip through magazines, right? And they usually didn't have prices in them either because MSRP changes from market to market. Um, so Pinterest is like the magazine that people are looking through now to find what they're liking, what they are drawn to. There's nothing wrong with that, but you do need to do a little digging and do a little research. Um, do like a Google photo search with 
what you have found. See if you can find who the designer is. If it's couture, if it's got, if you can find a budget anywhere, if you can find it on like a, a wedding site, a wedding, like, um, what are the, like a Reddit, but not for weddings, um, chat thing. I don't have words. Um, but you, if you can find that dress, then, or any information about that dress, then it will kind of give you an idea about what price point it's lying in. But I think overall, it can help you get started. And I do think, again, if you've done some homework, you know what your budget is and you know what your inspiration picture's budget is, it can be helpful to bring them to your appointment to show your stylist if we're using it as a loose inspiration. Yeah. And I think that'd probably be good for the wedding as a whole, you know, what, what's the flower vision, you know, what's the venue vision, you know, all those things will be really helpful to put together a really cohesive event. Um, but it won't look exactly like that chances. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk a little bit about the timeline of shopping. We've done this pretty much with all of our episodes. Like when do you need to be hiring certain vendors within your wedding planning? When do brides need to start shopping for their dress? And like, what sorts of things do they need to have in place before they can do that? Yeah. Ideally, um, you want to start shopping about a year ahead of time for your dress. Longer is great. Um, if you are under eight months, you're going to have a really hard time. You could have a really hard time. Um, there are a lot of shops out there like Brilliant Bridal where you can buy the dress right off the rack and walk out the door same day. And so the timeline doesn't matter. But if you need to order a dress in your market, um, those dresses are going to take six months to come in and then you want a couple months to do alterations. So eight months out is like deadline date for sure. Um, unless you are going with an off the rack option. Yeah. What about like venue? Do we need to know wedding date? Do we need to know the time of year? Like, I feel like some of this stuff matters and some of it maybe doesn't. So like, what are the for sure's that people kind of need? I I think wedding day, I think that was obvious by our last point, which is you need to be a year out. So I think you need your wedding date. Yeah, or certainly like an idea of the wedding date. I think um, we actually see a lot of brides get hung up on this. Like, well, I don't have my venue yet. And I and I want to stress to you that your dress doesn't match your venue. The dress matches you, your personality, your style. Um, And it doesn't have to match the venue. And I say that because what if something happens to your venue last minute and you switch gears and your dress only makes sense in that venue? Um, That's not how we style ourselves in general. You know, like if we're going to an event, I'm not dressing for, sure, maybe there's a theme, but I'm not dressing for like, the architecture of the building, right? So um, I would say you don't need to know your venue. You really don't. Um, You want to get a dress that feels like you, that when you walk down the aisle, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that looks just like you. Um, That matches your personality and your style, um, your comfort level. And so that is more important. So I would say, in my opinion, venue does not matter. Um, I think season can. So that goes back to that date idea. So um, maybe if you're doing something, um, you know, in the winter and you want to, you know, add something like a sleeve, um, but know that you can do that with any dress. So you get a dress and be like, oh, we switched our wedding. We're getting married in the winter. 
let's get a fur shawl or uh, let's add a sleeve. There's so many other options you can do. Um, so season could be helpful. I mean, if you know you're getting married somewhere hot, you may want to consider that with your wedding dress. Although I have sold dresses to brides that are like adamant about wearing a big ball gown on a beach. So like you do you boo and wear the dress that you want to wear just because you're getting married on a beach doesn't mean you have to change your wedding venue. But, um, if you sweat a lot or you get really hot, keep that in mind. Um, so season I think can matter. Um, I think those things can definitely play into that. So knowing those things ahead of time, I don't know that it matters quite as much. But what does matter, I would think budget. We have talked about budget more than once here on this fine podcast, and it's because it's very important. Um, Have a good idea of where you want to be before you come in. Um, Oftentimes, dress is one of the first things you're going to spend money on. So maybe you buy the dress you want and then adjust your budget for other things later on down the road. You can definitely do that. But just having an idea of, gosh, where do I want to be? I think we said the national average was somewhere in like the, you know, it's, I think our national, our average for our stores was 1200, but the national average was like 1700 or 1800 for a dress. So keep that in mind as, as you're thinking about shopping for a gown. Um, and the other big piece of it is who's paying, do everyone a favor and figure that out before you come in, please. It's so awkward when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, and what's the budget? And bride and mom are arguing about what the budget is and who's paying. So make sure you take care of all that before you come in so that you can just like enjoy trying on dresses and you don't have to like worry about who's paying, how we're paying, if it's going to be awkward at the end, like, and don't just expect it. Like maybe you're expecting somebody to pay for your dress and they haven't agreed to it. Make sure that they have before you come in. That'll save you a lot of awkward time. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the last thing that I would put, this doesn't even fit in this category of things that you need to know before, but I just want to say it because I think everybody needs to remember that bridal sizing is weird and you cannot let it affect your mind, your heart, your soul, your mental health. Just know going into it, bridal sizing is weird. Usually you will be finding yourself in a dress that is sized up from what you wear in street clothes and as women and with the fashion industry. And I actually, okay. I just went shopping yesterday with my sister-in-law. She is changing careers, needs some new pieces. She ranged. We went to three different stores. We went to like a mall. It was like, haven't been to one of those in a minute. Throwback shopping. She ranged anywhere from a size six to a size 12 depending on what store we were at, what cut of like pant or blazer she was in. So first of all, these numbers are a construct. They are meaningless, but we have historically attached so much meaning to them, which needs to stop. But especially with wedding dresses, please just know the size isn't going to mean anything. Your stylist will know how to size you according to your body. Don't look at the number. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's usually at least two sizes different. And so it's just not even worth it. Like, but go into it knowing that like, yeah, okay. No, I know that's going to happen. And it's no big deal. Cause I'm going to get a dress that fits me. It's not real. The yep. sizing isn't real. Nope. It's not real. 
No, I think um, that's a lovely say. I think it's lovely. I think it's a lovely thing, tangent to say, because we are all here to educate and empower you. And so we want you to feel great on your wedding day and size of your dress doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter. Um, what might matter again for your mental health is how many stores you go to and how many dresses you try on. Oh, Lord almighty. Um, here's the deal. I've done this long enough to know that you usually find your dress within the first two stores. Um, often in the first store, because you know, you, you've been dressing you for a long time and you get into a store that has a lot of dresses, you will often find a dress you love. Um, so I, my opinion is start with two. You can always add on more later. Um, but start with two, but research is going to really play into this, right? Like if you do your research, you're not going to waste your time at a store that isn't for you. So if you're looking for a very specific designer or style of dress, find that store first. Start there. Um, If you just pick a random store and you're expecting them to have every designer, they won't. Most stores have anywhere from, you know, four to 12 designers that they'll carry, but there are hundreds of bridal designers. So if there's one specifically that you're looking for, seek out that store, um, and start there because that, that could matter to you. Um, so make sure you do your research there. Also do your research on price point of stores. Um, Mm -hmm. you can definitely waste time ending up in a store that doesn't fit your budget at all. And then you, you know, feel like you have to go to more places, um, because it didn't quite match where you wanted to be. Also don't disappoint yourself by, you know, getting into a situation where you, feel like you can't afford something you really love. So just don't even go there. Just make sure that you are researching ahead of time. Um, and ask your friends, ask your friends that have been married, where did they go? What do they love? And look at reviews. So check out all those things. They're all right, readily, readily in front of you on your computer. Um, and do some research into the stores to make sure that you're going to a place that makes sense for your style as well as your budget. Yeah, totally. I remember seeing not too long ago some influencer on TikTok who was like chronicling her bridal gown shopping journey. And I think the video was something like she had tried on 120 dresses. We do not recommend that for so many reasons. At that point, it's just like you're going to drive yourself mad. Well, at that point, you're, you've tried on the same dress over and over and over again with like slightly different variations that nobody at your wedding is going to remember. Right. They just won't. You know, right. like if you got dress 98 or dress 64, <laughs> people are going to be like, yeah, it looks like a dress. I don't, you know, like, yeah. and I know it's important to you as a bride, but like some of those, at some point you have to say yes to a dress and move on. So how many dresses should brides like... And maybe that's not the number, but how many different styles, like, do they need to try on all the silhouettes or do they, can they rule out a silhouette if they're like, I really do not want to look like a princess in a ball gown. Do they still need to try on a ball gown? No, unless you try on fitted dresses and you're not vibing with those either. Really at our store, like, okay, there are like five main silhouettes, but we've kind of even like kind of scrapped that a little bit. And we're like, there are two. You either want fitted or not fitted, you Mm. know? So like once you've narrowed down those two things, I want to be in a fitted dress of some sort, or I want to be in a not fitted dress. Then you can play with like the different silhouettes within each of those. But really like how, how fitted do you want the dress to be? You know, that really is what it comes down to. And once you've picked those two, then you can go into more detail, but really like fitted or non-fitted. And maybe you try on both. Maybe try on a fitted and a non-fitted 
and then you go that direction and just know that you can rule out whichever one you decide. Like if you decide I'm not a ball gown person, you don't need to try it anymore. Like they're not going right. to magically feel different on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so just don't even go there. Don't waste your time. You know, it's, it's just yeah. not worth it. We had a bride in one of our stores this weekend who definitely didn't want fitted, but her friend picked five fitted dresses for her. So we're mm-hmm. trying on fitted dress and another fitted dress. And once we got into the non-fitted into more of a, an A-line into, you know, a different dress for her, then she like totally fell in love, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it is just a matter of being like, yeah, no, I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And um, it can also be exhausting to try on wedding gowns. That's why we say, you know, when we're talking about how many are you trying on, if you're going to spend a lot of time trying on a bunch of dresses that you don't end up liking or wanting, what's the point? You know, like you're yeah. just going to get more tired or confused. It is a lot of work. So save yourself the energy and spend more time having fun in the dresses that are more you. Yeah. Okay. Your friend point is a great segue to how many people should we be bringing or maybe even who should we be bringing? Because I'm sure friend was well-intentioned picking out all of so, these fitted dresses. So much well-intentioned. Yes. That so I didn't want to wear. But, um, you know, how do we bring the right people to make this a good experience for everyone involved? Okay. couple thoughts. First of all, um, most of your friends and family will pull to their own taste, not to your style because they're not you. Um, so keep that in mind. If you have a friend that has a very unique style, um, maybe that isn't the right person to bring, but what you're looking for is people who are supportive and caring and encouraging to you. Those are the people you want to bring people who are totally open to let you try on whatever you want to try on. Um, sometimes we get people that are very adamant about you trying on things you don't want to. And certainly you could try it on for them at least once and say, yep, here we did. I tried it on and we still don't like it. And that's fine. Um, but bring people who want to support you and are okay with your sense of fashion. Um, you may want to bring people who might encourage you to push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, that's okay too. Um, the other person that you need to bring with you at this appointment is whoever is going to help you pay for it. So that goes back Mm -hmm. to who's paying for the dress. But the number of times that we get brides that come in and try on dresses and mom or whoever is not here with them and they didn't expect to love something and then they did. And now mom isn't here. And now, now you've missed that moment a little bit because when you come back and try it on again, it almost, it doesn't quite feel the same as the first time you're trying it on or that first day. Um, So I would really, really encourage you if there is somebody that needs to be with you, a mom, sister, friend, grandma, aunt, to wait to shop until they are with you. Now, side note, if those people are very, very important to you, they need to be there, but they're very opinionated. We get a lot of brides that come in, narrow down to what they want first, and then come back for a second appointment with those people when they've been able to like stand up for themselves. They know what I want and we can help with that. Um, so that was my only caveat about starting too soon or going without those people. But if, if you need your mom there, make sure your mom's there because there's a really good chance you're going to end up falling, falling for a dress that you really, really love. Yeah. So true. Um, okay. So we're going to wrap up with a little bit of a lightning round with one of our favorite things to do on the podcast, which is yeah, knows. Let's do it. But before we go into that, is there anything else that you think brides need to know about where to begin when finding their wedding dress? Do we miss anything? No, I would say do your research beforehand. Um, if you're going to do inspo pictures, just know that they're inspiration. They're not exact. Um, and be open-minded because you never know what you'll end up loving. Yep. That's great. Okay. 
So we're going to do a quick round of Yano's. First one, Yano, do not buy a knockoff online. I know it's really tempting. I know so you So tempting. But we've all seen it by now, right? We've all seen the the real and the fake in some social media posts. You are not going to be the one that gets a knockoff that looks like the real thing. You're just you're just not. Like that's not how the system works. You're going to waste time, you're going to waste money, you're not going to get a chance to return that dress most likely. So you're going to be out your 2 or 300 dollars whatever you spent on the knockoff. Yeah, no, don't do it. And so, yeah, no, and you're going to end up spending more money. You always are going to end up yep. spending more money on it. Um, so that's a, yeah, no, go with a reputable source. Make sure that you're getting a dress that is actually verified before you get it. Yeah. Okay. We kind of touched on this again, but we're just going to say it. Yeah, no, do not bring people who don't support you. I know that can be really hard. You feel like you're going to have to maybe make a tough decision or have a hard conversation with somebody that you actually do love, but maybe they don't always have your best interests in mind, or they just have a wildly different opinion about your wedding, your style, your budget, whatever. Find find something else for them to do in the wedding. Totally. Find another way to include them, but no, yeah, no. Don't bring you know, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of pictures lately, or like videos of like the bride surprising the bridesmaids with her dress, in that they hadn't seen it before either, and they get to like have the reaction. And then they're not saying like, "Oh, well, I remember that second dress you tried on, or that fifth dress you tried on." They won't know those. They'll just know you the day of your wedding, looking fantastic in your dress. Um, So I like that idea. Like if if you are worried about the people that you're bringing with you, like surprise them later. At the wedding, like yeah. it can be your little secret. And I think that's yeah. really sweet. It's like when you're having kids and you don't tell people the baby's name ahead of time uh, because they mm-hmm. will give you all the opinions about the mm-hmm. baby's name. But if you're just mm-hmm. like, hey, here's my baby. His name is Tom. They're not going to be like, like, Tom. <laughs> They're going to be like, what a cute baby. Love him. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. Love so that. like save yourself the headache. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Do not give your stylist a fake budget. Whether you skew high or low on that fake budget, just be honest. You are developing a rapport with that stylist. If they are a good stylist, you can trust them. They are a professional at this job. Our stylists in our shops work so hard at their craft of being a bridal stylist and helping you find your dream dress. You can trust them with the truth of what your budget is. If you give them a fake budget, either low or high, it will only make the process longer. It will it will break that trust right from the beginning. And then your stylist is like, well, I don't really know what they want. Just be honest. Give us the real number. We listen to these budgets all day. I promise you, it will not be a shock to us, whatever the number is. We don't care. We're just here to help you find what you need. Yeah, it, I don't understand the point of not giving a real budget because we really are just here to help you. So let us do it, you know? Yeah. Okay. This is like bullet point B on this same yeah, no. Yeah, no. Don't try on dresses above your real budget. I know that's t- uh, that's a tough one, but I don't feel like it ever really ends well. It really doesn't. And it, you might like it. You might like it a lot. 
And I would hate for you to get to your wedding day and then like, shoot, I could have been prettier or I could have felt better or I could have liked this dress. I, I would have felt more confident had I gone with a dress that I couldn't afford. Um, so just don't even go there. You know, like it's totally fine to, you know, stretch your budget. That will happen. That probably will happen when you're trying on dresses. Um, but don't, don't go so far out of your budget that you're in a place of being uncomfortable that you have to say no to something that you could really love. Yeah. Mm, that was good. It's just heartbreaking. Don't do it. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it just doesn't end well. Um, okay. So that's it, you guys. That is where to begin with finding a wedding dress. We hope that that was helpful. We hope this whole series has been helpful. We had a lot of fun with this, and we already have plans to bring this back next season because there's so many other wedding professionals that we didn't get a chance to talk to that we would love to get the expertise and get their um, thoughts and insights for all of you. So you know, meet us back here next year for another round of Where to Begins. But for now, we are all wrapped up. But we will be back next week with a new episode of the White Dress Optional Podcast. Uh, and until then, have a great week, guys. Bye. listening to the white dress optional podcast follow us on instagram and youtube at white dress optional to keep up with all the latest podcast episodes news giveaways and more you can also email us at podcast at brilliantbridal.com and as always we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts